0: Welcome back to Dum Dums and Dragons, where improvisers who've never roleplayed before journey into the world of Dungeons and Dragons. I am the Grand Wizard Bukake, your host! Some of our heroes have escaped the prison and are headed to Phandalin, but Alan was taken over by Xanthus and no one knows where she is! Can Butthole and Quinny survive battling the armies of the Unseen Hand without their wizard companion? How will Phandalin have changed in our hero's absence? Will Laura get a new character or something? Find out next on Dum Dumbs and
1: Dragons.
2: We open on a figure who is walking. There's some weight in their steps. They've clearly been walking for quite some time. They're walking down one of those paths that's only been walked on a few times, you know, they're having to forge their own way forward. Finally, that opens up into a larger pathway and the mouth of a cave. And they look down into their hand, and there's a scroll there that seems to light up with brilliance and gold. It's that classic Lord of the Rings magic fire lettering appearing. Times New Roman. (laughs) Yes, it's Times (laughs) New Roman. There was a Comic Sans MS one, but they burned it. And the thing is on papyrus, so they clearly can't use it. So the (laughs) script appears, and it says, ahead where the one rose from the fallen many. There shall you find them. And the figure looks at it, sighs, nods, and steps into the cave. Meanwhile, aboard the SS McSquiggly, Butthole and Quinny, you find the spirits on the airship are not great. It seems Ranger and his stained guard killed a lot of people on their way out, as you can imagine. From I really hope they just disappeared. Yeah, killing is not... So um, it's one of those midway through a Final Fantasy game where you're walking through whatever airship you have, except it's bleak now. Yeah. Oh, um, yeah. So there's definite signs of combat because they turned out of nowhere. No one is ready. There was no it. resistance. Oh, uh, but the thing is, because the ship is piloted and staffed by Thieves Guild members, once shit got real, they were able to lock down the space pretty quickly. But a bunch of casualties It would seem that Alan has a lot to answer for, but obviously since she didn't return with you, there's no one to hold accountable yet. Bryn seems in a a particularly standoffish mood since Alan didn't return with you, and you've basically been told not to really leave Alan's workshop, which is kind of your collective space. You can tell that the war has escalated quite considerably, and the Thieves' Guild is attempting to suit their interests without picking a definitive side, but things are getting much more dire. The, The Fall of Neverwinter is a pretty big Mm. global event, and it's particularly got the Thieves Guild board, because there's a big contingent of thieves there. So, you find yourselves in Alan's lab. It feels empty without your sociopathic friend. Uh, Goblin (laughs) Jr. uh, is currently trying to comfort Billy Fingers. After his heroics, he's just not himself. It looks Mm. like every finger on him is giving a stern thumbs down. Um, (laughs) And he looks uh, inconsolable. Currently, you guys are in the lab. You've got Ann in there, of course. You've got an oddly subdued Yevgenovich. Wrench seems to be working on some gliders for you uh, he's running combat data on what happened with Goblin Junior's glider oh and man, uh, gliders. Leanne from Lion Shield comes in occasionally and and is tooling up your gear and and bringing things. And we have our plantier, I would assume. Unconscious? Uh, Yes, he's unconscious. Being formerly an Unseen Hand airship, there's definitely jails. So he is currently held below decks. I have a couple questions about our current situation. Sure. Do we know what force Neverwinter fell to? Yeah, so even though she kind of has other things that are more pressing, Bryn did give you a status update on what's going on. She's made... ...available to you the findings of Mm. the Thieves' Guild in terms of the events that are going on. So as you understand it, the Unseen Hand has been sweeping in from the east across Faerun. Okay. From all reports, Waterdeep is still holding fast. Waterdeep was always a bit more militarized than Neverwinter anyway, so Mm. their defenses were, were more able to respond... However, Neverwinter put up brief resistance and then fell to the Unseen Hand. So the Unseen Hand is in full occupation of the city. The lords of Neverwinter and a lot of the nobles were publicly executed upon the seizure of the city. There are reports of a very high-profile member of the cabal. People claim they saw Lady Antebellum. People have claimed they saw Butthole's father. But they're all unsubstantiated reports, largely because in the desperation to get out of the city... It was a little bit like when King's Landing was just fully seized. If you were a Stark in King's Landing when it was seized by the Lannisters, where it's just like, we just fucking got to go. Yeah, yeah, okay. However, you do know there is a resistance building within the city, but currently there's no way in or out. Got it. Um, There's also reports of large military forces gathering around Neverwinter. It seems, as war often does, that suddenly... The mercenary syndicates, the dragon cult, all sorts of groups are engaging in some way, shape, or form. All the knives are coming out in the dark. So, Phandalin has been identified as one of the most likely areas to sort of create a beachhead. The best thing for the war effort as Bryn sees it, as the reports are coming in, the best thing for the war effort would be to retake Neverwinter. Because currently, the planteers aren't trying to defend Neverwinter. They're they're uh, a little bit of World War II going on right now. So, like, Hitler's rolling across Europe right now, and they know they're going to have to fight Hitler at some point but they don't feel the need to just arbitrarily step into France and be like punch me your mom or your dad both or both are Hitler I'm son of Hitler let's just <laughs> yikes,
3: <laughs> yikes yikes <laughs> um, all right so yeah, we're on our so, airship and paladin von Strauss I imagine is on the yeah, airship so Von Strauss as well and von Strauss oh, yeah. obviously
2: is very pro taking back Neverwinter you can tell that he's still very shaken by the loss of Never Ember and the loss of Neverwinter again these are things that no one thought possible like mm. in, yeah no this is the whole history. History. pretty established yeah, yeah.
3: I imagine Imagine Von Strauss, we probably left him down in the brig because we don't have any of those magic-defying necklaces, so he's probably our best security guard for our plantier, if sure. anybody can. Yep, he's
2: agreeable to that. Basically, he's he's kind of fallen into that Ronin zone of, I must avenge my master. Hmm. That's the thing that matters the most to me in the world. So if your plan is to eventually retake Neverwinter, he is fucking in. Oh, yeah. So <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> strategically... Right. It's a very murder-based plan. Yeah, so strategically, <laughs> the first step should be to create a beachhead in Phandalin. And work at breaking, it's not quite a siege, but there are a lot of forces in and around. Breaking that will allow you to get into Neverwinter. And once you're in Neverwinter, link up with the Resistance and take back the city.
3: Yeah, so I think talking with Quinny about our overall plan, I imagine, because I mean, I don't know how long our journey is. But I think we would alternate between, for me, it'd be a lot of letter writing and a lot of planning. Like sure. we probably would draw up a map of what we know of and where we've been assets we know are in town, friends we know are there. And then I'd probably be on a pretty hardcore letter-writing campaign just to anybody we know to see if we can coordinate meeting outside the city. Some of them groups. Like, I know I'd message, probably using, like, pigeons or whatever, the shit's the equivalent, but just sort of, like, the Greywater Syndicate, the Harpers, and I'd probably send a message to, I mean, Marvin Bonesworth. I don't know if he'd do anything, but I'd try. It's just anybody who's alive. Merle Streep. If I could, I... would think Streep is going to return a letter from you? I have no idea, but I would make it very flowery and... Super nice. Okay. I'd be like, remember the good times, and then hope she does <laughs> remember uh, that they were a <laughs> Yeah, I, I would send him. Well, she doesn't know, no. but I would send a message to like the pirates. Not yep. that I think the whole ship would show up, but if they could send anybody, because I mean, I've got enough Winchester, money between me and hand. Remains of it. Yeah, I'd throw my mud butt. Who knows who'd answer? Yeah. What's it called? Cragmore Castle? With Lil' Pim-Pim's new...
2: Oh, Pim-Pim for sure. All, all about that Pim-Pim. I'll say after your heroic escape, the airship went out to sea to kind of regroup and to allow sure. you some time to process the loss of Alan and kind of lay low while the heat is on.
3: Oh, and I'm going to summon Moonhammer's hand at some point and write a letter and like give it to the hand to take to Moonhammer because <laughs> I want to request the presence of the Devlingtons if they'll show up. God. Anybody we know, I don't know if we're going to wait for responses. Send pigeons to Tornado Town. Yeah, but I imagine we're just sending as many letters as we can, and it's probably been a day or two before I would even sit down to talk to Quinny about any of the stuff that's happened. Like, step one is get ready,
2: and I'd be throwing myself in the work to deal with it. And, Quinny, what would you be doing during that first day? Quinny would be processing the loss of Alan by figuring out how to get Alan back. Can you roll me an investigation check, please? Yeah. Yeah. 20 total. You start looking around Alan's lab, it's a little bit like being in someone's bedroom Mm. uh, when they're not around, particularly because Quinny wasn't here during Alan's time fighting the Unseen Hand. You're getting a sense of who your friend became during your absence, uh, which is kind of melancholy. On the one hand, you're very proud of her. On the other hand, you can see the Vietnam War photo of like her and Ranger and like the Stained Guard. Right. There's her and Bryn and Goblin Junior fighting some people. Like there's one of the sketch artists who's done all of this, like the yeah, sketching yeah. gnome. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you're you're getting a sense of what hardened Alan in, in your time way. But more importantly, looking through her stuff, a lot of it wouldn't have made sense to you prior to your time in Hell. Mm. But you've become better versed in arcane shit. Yeah, yeah uh, okay. in your time down there. I'm not going to say you know exactly what to do with it, but in terms of going through her stuff, you're starting to find bits and pieces. That you're like, okay, I think this can be of use. What's nice is she just had her lab set to find you. What you notice, though, is that you don't have a soul stone for her. You don't have a lot of the things she had, but... Based on your role, you're starting to kind of piece it together. Okay, it's, She's it's probably a, got like a library too, right? Like a small. Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, okay. So I think it's it's a lot of you reading, reading and kind of like collecting useful stuff, making some room. You know, you do that like sweep the table thing. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Start to start setting stuff up. Billy Fingers perks up a bit as it seems like someone's actually trying to do something. Oh yeah, all was the things help around. Of, of Billy Fingers. Yeah, yeah. Bucky's going to help
3: with the letter writing campaign. By the way, They would start off with Bucky proofreading, and then within about five minutes, it's Bucky writing letters. I'm spending all my time racking my brain trying to remember who friends are, which is like oh. Garvo, Garvo might be yeah. useful. You're just pacing the room <laughs> and just telling him what to write. And he's <laughs> yeah, like yeah It's becoming down. dictation. Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> and <laughs> then he keep I keep going back, and I'm like, you didn't use the word nipples enough, and then make him kind of punch it up a little sexually. Just you I mean you want people to read it? Like yeah. they got to be excited. But also, Bucky would be like, I, I don't know what nipple here. Is that a good spot? I don't know. <laughs> That's what good. That's okay. good. Okay, now no, draw a penis at the bottom. What? Um, like, like, mine your, draw your penis. Oh, oh okay. And just draw. Yes, get like two more pages. Yeah. <laughs> 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 Honestly, that's pretty exciting there, buddy. Is that, is that to scale? Is no. That like a one to one? No, no. Is that smaller? I mean, I don't really want to talk about it.
2: it was- Can you roll me an investigation <laughs> check level? That'd be a nat one? <laughs> Fuck. Jesus Christ, you're just a dick, aren't you? <laughs> <laughs> I, I think this has become one of the many mysteries that you're going to puzzle over. <laughs> How you know, occasionally Butthole just, like, stares <laughs> off into the distance and thinks about things? This is on that list when, it, when it,
3: if, if at any point I get distracted during an investigation for the rest of this adventure, I'm just wondering about his dick size. Just
0: right. How old's Bucky again? A
3: teenage yeah. Yeah. dragon it's, it's a little bit <laughs> <laughs> Listen, it's not, a, it's not a sexual interest. It's just a curiosity. And dragon years, he's definitely of age. <laughs> yeah, that's the important <laughs> thing. Uh, so I imagine when we get to the end of the day, after I've got all the letters out and everything's sort of prepared... That'd be the time where I'd actually go sit down and talk to Quinny. Butthole, I'm going to need you to please
2: roll me three persuasion checks.
3: Could I have theoretically cast guidance on myself yep, 100%. for those? Nice. I'll give you advantage on the first one for Bucky 23 on the first one. That is a nat 20 on the second one. That is a 12 on the third one.
2: So I've logged that, and we'll see what happens with it later on.
3: I say, good work, Bucky. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Mr. Butthole. And then I just stare at him for a second and my eyes glaze over as I think about something. And then I'm like, good, good work, Bucky. (laughs) Uh, And then I, "Good, good work good work dicky <laughs> <then I> leave <laughs> thank you mr but, wait, what and then that's that's it he's already gone so i head over to Quinny, and i imagine we both sort of had our day i sent the letters out we're gonna have to see who we hear back from we got to figure out what the fuck's going on what have we been doing i'm trying to figure out what happened to alan and how we can get her back we've got a plant here in the fucking brig i don't know how we're going to use that we got a resistance movement we got to start and we got alan missing i'm pissed off at alan i'll be honest why because she teamed up and kept secrets and now she's all fucking evil because she keeps doing evil magic. It's not like this hasn't been leading here and this was a surprise where she's made such delicate choices about people. Well, look, sometimes this stuff can be scary to deal with on your own and even when you've got people to reach out to, you don't know how. But the choice she made was totally for her. It didn't seem like... The thing was driving the bus till she jumped for the key. She put herself before everybody else, and that's why she's not fucking here. Look, I've been looking through her research pretty much all day. A lot of it had to do with how to get me back. I think she was leaning on this voice in her head to help rescue me. Sometimes smart people are real fucking dumb. You know? I don't have a counterpoint for that. So... We got to go to Fandelver. We got to deal with that. I got a lot of ideas. Honestly, weird thing to say, but having been trained by my parents, I've sort of been living my whole life ready to go fuck up my parents' plans, and I'm looking forward to that shit. Sure, sure. Look, on the, on the topic of, you know, playing things close to the chest and stuff like that, I'm just going to tell you, there is an itch to kill someone. Okay, who is it? I don't know if it matters. It's kind of scary. Um, oh, did you get, well, Why don't we share things? thing? I think what we've learned is keeping secret, spooky, demon people's things to yourself is never a good yeah, idea. Yeah, no, this, whoever this guy is, he's... I'll pinky swear. I won't tell anyone. <laughs> I hold my pinky out. I don't take his pinky. <laughs> I wrap my pinky with my other pinky and I'm like, now I'm really going to have to punish myself <laughs> if I tell anybody. <laughs> I can just feel that presence that we saw when you housed my soul. Is there a name for that presence? Or should we choose one? Should I choose one? Do you want me to choose one? I don't. I don't want you to choose one. (laughs) Okay. Then what should we call it? I learned something about demons in the afterlife and that they have names and they have like true names. And if you know their true name, you can sometimes even have like power over them. Francis. I don't feel any different. I don't think that's how this works. (laughs) Oh, okay. I tried. (laughs) Billy. No, it's Stone. That's his name, and I point to Billy fingers. Oh, sorry. Well, I mean, you're doing great, though, man. Thanks for helping Quinny today. He throws up the horns. (laughs) Xanthus. No, that's her thing. That's Alan's thing. Yeah, but what if it was the same? I guess now we know it's not. (sighs) Hey, Xanthus, I say out loud. Anything? No. I think I hear laughing. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to call you Xanthus Jr. I told you not to name him, (laughs) son of a bitch. It took (laughs) you a while. You didn't answer. Okay, so who does Xanthus Jr. want you to kill?
2: I think he just wants me to kill. I'm going to cut in here and say I cannot truck the Xanthus Jr. thing. It's going to, like, I'm going to get so fucked up (laughs) thinking about it. So, Quinny, the sort of name you had for it and the name that it gave you was the One of Many Faces. You know that's not its true name. No, that's like a title. Yeah. You've had a lot of interaction with this thing. Like, it wasn't like you were on your own a lot. It was very much, you'd get orders from this thing and then off you'd go. Right. However, no one else in hell was too familiar with what this thing is. So, what do you call it? When I was in hell, I called it the One of Many Faces,
3: which is not its true name. So it changes faces all the time or just like puts masks on or what? I can't even remember what he looked like. He looked like a man. I'm going to call him. Manny. one of many faces manny it's manny. great because it's like Manny, but also manny plus right. i don't think he'll like it and fuck him okay you know what that's winning quinny over there so like <laughs> yeah. manny okay all right manny jamani just wants you to kill somebody do you know who it is like how does it work with your your whole deal all i know is that there is just this huge release every time since coming back we've been in a fight and i've killed someone it feels amazing okay that's probably a red flag but <laughs> Does he feel like he's getting more power when you kill people? I'm really trying to figure out. We really ignored this whole Alan turning blue thing. And I don't want to step you into a whole bunch of kills and then you turn blue. I didn't get like a handbook or anything with this guy either. So I like a lot of it is just feelings and vibes I'm going off of. So we're going to stick to you killing when necessary, but not for fun. Does that seem like a healthy balance? Yeah, That sounds fine. Okay. Bucky's looking up in horror, but like trying not to pay attention. So we'll use you as Hitman for Justice. I don't sense. like that's the sound of that at all, but just <laughs> <laughs> Quinny Brown Barrow, Hitman for Justice.
1: <laughs> da, 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 da. Yeah, Stop
3: for justice. giving me names and titles, man. We got more important things to do.
0: This episode is sponsored by Shopify.
3: all lowercase go to shopify.com slash dumdums d-u-m-b-d-u-m-b-s now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in shopify.com slash dumdums that's the way you get to hear this
1: ah another would-be hero is it Yes, it is I, Fiddlesworth the Butler from Dum Dums and Dragons, and I can see from your general look that you want to bring more stories into the world and help the Dum Dums on their various quests. Well, I advise against joining the Patreon then, for if you do, you will be assisting the Dum Dums in all of their endeavors, all of their various shows and stories and jokes and doing good deeds, and you know I simply cannot abide those. Of course, if you did feel like wasting your time, you could go to patreon.com slash dice. You could join for as little as a dollar, which would gain you access to a Discord where you can talk to other would-be heroes, You can even create characters who will run around in our world at the higher levels, but of course you don't want to do that, now do you? No, you're just content to listen to a butler tell you how it is. Well, I'll see you on your way. Hail Blighthammer.
3: No, but I mean, this is talk to the Palantir. Okay, yeah, let's go talk to the Planteer. We got to find out what's going on there. I got it It's fine. Call them both. I I understand. It's okay. We can piss him off with that. It'll be great. Okay, so what we've learned is you're going to be the bad cop, and I'll be the nice guy. Sure. That'll really confuse
2: him with me being a tingler. So we're going to go talk to the Planteer. Okay, you make your way down into the bowels of the ship, passing a number of of people who are giving you all side-eye now because they kind of blame the events that occurred on you and your party. Sure. And you open the door and enter into the jails. Meanwhile, in a large cave, it's very quiet except for the trickle of water. The figure that we encountered before is looking around, and as is often the case, the prophecy seems to have not delivered on what you'd hoped. So you're looking around and you see some piles of bones, but uh, most notably and perhaps most strangely, there's kind of an old waterlogged sign that reads Goblin Jr. Oh. Smash cut back to the jails. <laughs> so, Helen von Strauss is looking a little worse for the wear, similar to when Butthole had his Forsaken episode, when you sort of strip a man of his greatest beliefs, faith, and purpose in life. doesn't always bode well. He adopts a silly voice. <laughs> I, I am, I am <laughs> Von Strauss. I've lost everything. My name was silly before. Now it's sillier. He's decked out in... I helped him forsake up his armor a little
3: bit. Oh, he Quinty has for points. he comes down and sees him. He's like, come on, man.
2: Von Strauss just turns. He's like, I'm going through some shit, okay? This is me now. This war woken me up inside.
3: No, don't. And then the sword goes <laughs> and we're fucking just in the dark. No, this time it's his sword it actually just lights on fire. So his sword just lights up the whole room super bright. You didn't bring yeah. the sword with you? I gave it to one of the oh, hell okay. the hell yeah. demons. Okay, so, good. I gave it to Jim Devlington. <laughs> yeah,
2: to, of the New Hampshire Um, So because this was an unseen hand vessel, the cells are pretty gross and it seems like the Thieves Guild hasn't really Paid too too much attention to this area. I haven't had too many prisoners, I assume.
1: I think like, they've
2: had a few, but they're the thieves' guild, so like prisoners don't last. Ooh, <laughs> like right. they're a liability. They don't really have them. So and, and um, honestly, we don't have any sort of magical restraint thing. So we've just had Paladin von Strauss keeping him barely conscious with punches <laughs> since he was taken. Yeah, it, it's definitely it's definitely a kind of a bleak jail cell situation. He nods to you as you come in and goes over, opens the cell and slaps the planter awake. You can tell that he's pretty rough and it's, it's not just the being revived from being killed thing, but also Von Strauss has been kind of putting him through the ringer. You get the sense, though, that this is going to sound horrible, but he's basically been professionally hurting them, if that, that makes any sense. It's not out of rage. It's not out of any it's lack con- of control. It's a choice. It's keeping him injured enough that he can't do his magic. It's really unpleasant and it's really barbaric, but it's The plant here isn't floating above the ground you as to, like, a magical sylph anymore. He's beat up. You can also see his eyes are a bit glassy. It looks like Von Strauss may have been keeping him drugged as well.
3: Okay, big VS, why don't you just hang out in the hallway? You
2: seem to have done plenty in here. He, like, looks. At his knuckles that are pretty roughed up, and goes, uh, Yeah, I guess you're right. Find out something that'll help us, okay? Yeah, I'm gonna do my best. I look over to
3: Quinny before we go in. Do you wanna go in first and be mean? Should I go in first and be nice and then you be the hammer when something goes wrong? Who's gonna kick this off? I'll go in first. Cool. Remember, you could claim to be Q15. Just a thought. Right. I walk in and the state of this guy is what? He's probably just sitting on a
2: Yeah, he's uh on floor you know, he's kind of in the chair. corner. I mean, as you know, the planters are wildly powerful. Mm. So even in this kind of drugged and beat up state, he's not cowering in the corner, he's sitting there kind of dejectedly. Mm. He looks up at you and it's one of those awful things, he kind of looks at you, and then his eyes track a second later and struggles to focus. Oh, one of the guards? What are you doing here? What's your name? You can tell he's very confused as to why one of his soldiers is asking him any questions. I don't answer to you. Butthole, are you watching and listening? Like, are you in the room? I'm listening
3: from around the corner, so I can't be seen, because I want to make a dramatic entrance at an appropriate point. Okay. I turn around, and I walk to the corner, and just speak to you in a hushed tone. How in touch with Moonhammer do you feel? Oh, I got it all, baby. Okay. I turn around, and I sprint into the room, and before I think he even knows what happens, I am behind him,
2: and I uh, hamstring him. Okay. (sighs) Just cut across the back of both of his legs. He screams, obviously, and, and <laughs> falls forward.
3: I'm just holding my head in the hallway. I was like, not psychopath, not psychopath.
2: Yeah, it's so. It's too easy, is the thing. Like, he's
3: so helpless, and the voice is just like, you could kill him so easily. Yeah, so he <laughs> falls
2: forward, and the voice is like, really? Hamstrings. I think I say a lot. like, I could do worse. You should. I will. He's crawling forward. There's kind of blood gushing from his <laughs> legs. Uh, and he manages to turn around and snarl. And even in this reduced state, he's still got that air of incredibly, he just, he's just fucking so handsome. And he just carries mm. himself in that, I wouldn't look at you twice at a party, but everyone's going to look at me thing. So he manages to turn around and kind of snarl. Like, fuck you. Because I'm not seeing this. I'm just
3: hearing it. Because he's drugged up, he's been pretty quiet. So I'm like, that sounds like maybe he punched him. Maybe he's choking <laughs> him. I don't know. Uh, I'm just going to say,
2: name. Fuck Last name, you. <laughs> Middle name, also fuck you. You fucking short piece of shit. The way you described him to me just
3: now, that like he's good looking and he knows it, yep. that all hits Quinny and is, is clear to me. So I yep. cut his face. <laughs> as I'm like running the dagger down
2: his his cheek, I'll call like, we need a medic. Can you roll me a dexterity save? 25. Can you roll me a wisdom save as well, please? Just a six. Okay. You're running the blade, going down his cheek. Obviously, he's just snarling in pain, but he's also keeping eye contact with you. Mm-hmm. And faster than you would think possible, he tries to grab at your wrist. Mm-hmm. Obviously, you're faster than that, so you do one of those little dips. Mm-hmm. But as you do so, basically, he's going to try and headbutt the knife. Mm-hmm. You're fast enough that you think you could pull it away. Mm-hmm. Based on your wisdom save, do you want to? Based on my wisdom save?
3: <sighs> How strong is that connection to Moonhammer?
2: <laughs> I got to say no with a six. No, I agree. Yeah. To your shock and horror, he drives the blade through his own eye and is trying to force it further back into his head. Okay. If I'm horrified now, I think that snaps me out of my
3: connection with the one of many faces and I, do I leave it in there or do I, no, because he's just going to kill himself
2: with it. I pull it out and I run to you being like, he's in a bad Can way. you roll me an opposed strength check? Because he's trying to hold on to it and drive himself further into the blade. He manages to slide further towards the hilt. He's screaming. So Butthole, I'm going to give you an action now that you can yeah, hear Yeah, I think screaming.
3: I'm going to burst into the room. And as far as I can see, it looks like Quinny is <laughs> jamming a blade into this dude's eyeball and he's trying to hold Quinny away. So
2: I'm going to rush in and shove Quinny off. I think that's. Yeah. I don't think you need to roll for that. Does the knife come he's, with me? Well, yeah, because you're trying to pull it out, yeah. right? If you're already trying to pull it out and pushes line, okay, you, come it I comes with it. Okay, comes All right. There's a, a torrent of blood that sprays both of you. Great, <laughs> I say. Just
3: <laughs> great. Uh, and then I'm going to put my hands on him. I'm assuming he's still alive. Barely. He failed to get the dagger into his brain, which was his goal. <laughs> okay, I'm going to do a level one cure wound. So I just rest my hands on him. And then I open my mouth into a butthole shape, and the sound of a fart comes out and goes into his eye and cures wounds.
2: So he stumbles back. He's still bleeding profusely from his hamstrings.
3: Do you want to know how many health I give him, or does it matter?
2: Uh, sure, actually, that'd be very helpful.
3: I give him 17 HP worth of healing.
2: Okay, so yeah, he is actually looking better now. The bleeding stops. Like, his eye's gone, but that's healed up a bit. And even those hamstrings aren't reconnected, they're no longer leaking. Mm. And he utters a string of curses in a variety of languages. A few of them you've straight up never heard, but they sound very fancy. It's, it's like if someone was swearing in Latin. You're Like uh. <laughs> in my head, I just think, "What a douchebag!" But then I
3: turn and I go, "Hey, psychopath, out." Yep,
2: yep, I'm going. <laughs> I mean, you were so close. You hear as you exit. I don't know. Should I roll to respond? Roll me a to be another wisdom save. Yeah, for I, his own think, force I think so we're going to use those as wisdom saves. You're walking away. He says, "Oh, you were so close!" And you just you want to run back in, and you fucking know I hold you could the door spring for him. off butthole yeah. and drive the dagger in. Like it's it's like uh, in the Guy Ritchie Sherlock Holmes movie where he just imagines the entire fight before oh. it happens. <laughs> so you're seeing all the angles, and you know yeah. exactly there's 55 ways you could kill this guy. Unfortunately, you can also start to see all the ways you could kill butthole, and your brain is just desperately trying to grasp both. Then you take a deep breath, you remember who your friends are, and you walk away into the hall.
3: And I turn to the plant here. I am so sorry about that. Honestly, he stopped drinking this week. Uh, like, I got some... He's well, got addiction for Yeah,
2: I know. I'm with you. Hey. He's, like, touching his, like,
3: wrecked face. And, like, and can I offer you a drink, man? Like, I think you could use one. <sighs>
2: Well, I was raised to never accept a drink from a tingler, but then again, you also brought me back to life. So yeah, sure, let's do that. All right, so I take
3: up my beer stein uh, and I bang it on the floor and then I offer it to him.
2: Beer peasant
3: water? Do you have something of a finer vintage? I wish I did, but it's either that or I think we have water somewhere.
2: I don't know. Ugh, I'll take the peasant water. Yeah, see, there we go. It's a slight upgrade from regular water. <laughs> he drinks it and he's not happy. He's like, you sure you don't have any Bud Light Rattlers around? I take one of those. <laughs> no, I
3: definitely don't. I was going to say, Tom, this is a weird realm, but you need to roll a D6 this guy haven't drank out of that can. <laughs> I rolled a one. Oh, that's fine then. That's fine. A, if you roll a six, then he gets bonus charisma <laughs> for this conversation, which I did not want to have happen.
2: <laughs> uh, it's always fun when I have to roll dice for other people's shit. <laughs> yeah. So I,
3: I like put it back on my hip and I'm like, listen, clearly some shit went down to that prison. I actually fucking hate my family. What's your name? Obviously, I'm Barbara Tingler. I go by Butthole now. Blah, 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 I'm blah. Cormium Plantier. Cormium. All right. So ironically, I've met some of your siblings. We did a little business before. They didn't know. I went by the
2: Forsaken at the time. Yes. My uh, brother Gale still talks about the fiery thrashing that your wizard gave him. He's been quite a little bitch about it since he lost his hand.
3: (laughs) Oh my God. I'm sorry. I'm sorry to hear about that. But honestly, he was messing with some pretty big stuff that I don't think he
2: was entirely in control of. Yeah, he was never the smartest of us. Although, and then he like looks at his state. He's like, I guess I'm not either. Well, but at least, least I've got my looks, and he kind of like does that weird maniacal beauty queen who just lost the pageant laugh, like, <laughs> oh, Jesus, like, uh, like uh, over
3: dramatic, just, just <laughs> fine, you know. Uh, and I could probably help you with all that, but this is an awkward conversation for us to have. You had me in a prison, and I was going to get murdered there. Now, I have you, but I don't actually have a problem with you. I don't know how much of a problem you have
2: with me. What were you even doing in that
3: prison? I got busted by Paladin von Strauss. I sort of trashed Neverwinter's Supreme Court by growing a tree out of my poop. It's a long story.
2: It sounds like a good one, but yes, for another time. Perhaps I'll go back and listen to the archived episodes. (laughs) I mean, he hit most of the main points. (laughs) (laughs) So that's why I was there. I I see no problem with you. Why do you have one of our soldiers?
3: Man, this is such a crazy thing. So it turns out one of my high school teachers (laughs) was... Doing science and she had tubes and then they were copying a body and they wanted a celebrity. And Quinny, or as you know, the Q's was a pretty big celebrity and you're like whole uh, yes, yes. Guy One who of ran the Burgermeister, yeah, yeah, yeah,
2: experiments. Yeah, yes.
3: so they made a lot of him. So, so it turns out I knew the original, and then you just knew the copies.
2: No, I'm, I'm aware of how the cloning process works, but this this is the original?
3: It's the soul of the original in the body of a copy. So you actually made the oh, most murdery of them up. stronger. Okay, well, yeah. I think at this point, Quinny is going to like come back down the hall and around the corner. Yell from the door because he knows he can't look at this guy because he doesn't have full control. But he just like, he just wants to yell like, who is interrogating who? We're having a nice talk.
2: Yeah, you got to f- let it happen. Fuck you, clone peasant. Fuck you, Cormium. Uh, I- yes, my name is Fuck You to You, you Tiny piece of shit. Quinny, not helping. <laughs> not, stop helping. You talk to him or I'll come back. And I leave. I really don't want him to come back either. Why are you hanging out with people like this? Honestly. Like he, the scary wizard Gail was telling me about? She sounds all right. Where's she?
3: Not present. Here's the deal. We're going to deal with the resistance movement against the Tinglers. I don't really have the extra way to like go out of the way and drop you off.
2: But maybe you also want to help. That'd be great. Well, the best I can do is uh, go and tell my brothers and sisters of, of your plans and help rally our troops. But I must say, the family is harvesting our troops from the jail. But we, uh, we we don't want to engage until we understand what the greater goal of Lady Antebellum is. It's pretty much world domination. She's gonna well, kill. Yeah, all no, all I know. Of you. I guess yes. We, we know that. Thank you. This is not our <laughs> our first time. Like, our families have been at war for generations. But we have some things in the works. We have some plans underway, but we can't act on them yet. Someone fucked up part of that on some kind of wind island, put us back several years. Yeah, Gale, what an asshole.
3: Younger brothers, am I right? <laughs> yeah, he, he raises a hand for a five. Yeah, I'll give him one. I'll give him a little yeah.
2: high five. Yeah, It's really nice. He's really good at high fives. Impressive. It's a very attractive fan. <laughs> Aren't we both? <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm gross. All right, let's continue. All right. Basically, he explains that Planteers, despite how magically equipped they are, they lack just the sheer manpower. The, the way to think of this is in terms of Spartan citizens compared to slaves in Sparta. The plantier family, the ruling class of their nation, are a very small number who live very, very well. Butthole, you'd probably know about them. They've created an artificial country in the sky. So they've used a lot of their magic to kind of create a series of floating islands. It's very idyllic. It's very, I think, olympus E. And I imagine the government functions sort of... To deem it a mageocracy, it's like a theocracy,
3: only magic is uh, the absolutely. religions. That's where the power comes so, from. So he
2: explains that the problem with that, of course, is that while they have a number of powerful mages, every mage they lose is a huge loss for them. Whereas Akka and the Unseen Hand <laughs> have tons of cannon fodder. So their current problem is they can't directly engage... They know they'll have to, but they're currently rallying their forces. And he keeps alluding to a larger plan, but of course he's not going to tell you what that is.
3: Well, here's our problem, Chromium. I'm going to be honest with you. I appreciate that you're an aristocrat and you're super fancy, but I'm a little more blunt. I sort of have two options. That you go... Or kill you. Obviously the guy outside is really team kill you. Yes, I gathered that and, from the uh, knife of the eye. Yeah. And I don't really like killing prisoners. But That's if the reports I read say. We all have troubled times in our lives and I you caught me in a good moment. <laughs> the goddess is back. But if you're just going to go off and do an evil take over the world plan, then it's really going to bite me in the ass later. And then I shouldn't let you go. So, like, what's the deal if I let you go? You got to let me know what your big overarching plan is. Well,
2: if you want the tinglers taken care of, if you want them off the board... Let me return to my people. Let us rally our forces, and we will ride into battle with you happily. But then, are you just going to kill me later? Not if you don't interfere. See, that's this cryptic thing. What do you interfere with? What what? do you you actually want, though? Do you want the Tinglers gone? Well, yeah. Okay. What do you want after that? Then I want everyone to be free and have happy lives. Oh, well, that's clearly no. no. Okay, that's 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 not how society works. So nice, but no. You don't even own this airship. Everyone works for someone. You're a former mercenary rather than your file. Yeah, but I could leave. Oh, that's why mercenaries suck. Well, here's the
3: question. So, it, if if you successfully eliminate the tinglers, you're going to what? Want to be king of
2: the world? Do you want the tinglers gone or not? Well, what yeah. I want after that shouldn't matter to you.
3: Tom, this is a weird thing. Can I request an opposed role? Yep. Because I'm not smart, but I'm insightful, yep. so I can't figure out what's going on. Sure. I'm trying to see if he's lying or... Just whether or not his story checks out it if I should worry later, because there's a chance he would wear me down with an argument. <laughs> it's like, I'm not <laughs> that smart. No, so he's talking. talking and you like, forget
2: what you were talking oh, about. I'm like, <laughs> could
3: we do an opposed <laughs> wisdom and an intelligence? Like, I need these... I need something
2: to just quantify for me. Yeah, so what specifically are you trying to ascertain? Basically, i got to make this
3: gamble, and Quinny's such a fucking murderer that I can't trust him to give an opinion on whether or not we kill him, so I want to figure out whether or not letting him go is the right thing to do or if he's just going to turn around and screw us immediately.
2: Okay, I get that. So let's say wisdom then, because wisdom would be more so gut check. Yeah, 18 total. I'll let you add a D6 for Moonhammer Guidance. Nineteen total. So he rolled better than that. If he rolled better, then based
3: on what I'm feeling, I can't imagine his plan being worse than what my parents are going to do. Yeah, and we're facing a giant army and in an invasion. So despite
2: my own personal feelings, I sort of have to trust him. It's like I a- think so, and I think he isn't lying to you. Is the other thing you you get from that? He is blatantly telling you the truth. There's no guile in this. He's just laying out the facts as he sees them. All right, Chromium, here's a question. Can you teleport yourself
3: the fuck out of here if we heal you enough? Yeah. All right, bro. Let's stay friends. You know, keep in touch. We can do what we can for each other. And then I'm going to lay a hand on him and cast Cure Wounds at... We got a couple days before we go into Phandelver, I imagine. Then I'm just going to do a full level five Cure Wounds,
2: which heals him for... 40 health points. All right, so you heal him up. As you're watching him, sort of the sheen that you remember from the prison starts to come over him. He starts to become... Not just rugged handsome, but ungodly, like it's almost too much. it looks like Quinny again. And so tall Quinny leans forward and kisses you, and it's just the most perfect, magical, all-consuming kiss, and yet somehow not quite as good as the soul transfer one. (laughs) Um, And then he kind of puts a hand on your chest and pushes you back slightly, and as he does so, he does the full de-resing thing and disappears, leaving just sort of a trail of sparkles, and like it almost looks like ethereal butterflies. The last thing you see before it disappears is just a smile. And then I chuckle and go, Stupid planteers, you're supposed to kiss hello.
3: <laughs> and then I, I walk out and I'm like, all right, Paladin, you can take a break. He's gone. Wait, what? Oh, he's gone now. Why? Because we need help getting vengeance on the people who killed Lord Neverember, and he's gonna be on our team. That tracks. And he just puts
2: a sword over his shoulder and walks away. I get that guy. (laughs) Uh, So smash cut to the cave. You pick your way amongst the bones. You stand there. The cave is dead silent. You've explored it. You've found some remains of goblins. It seems there's some old discarded weapons. You see some weird chains, bloodstains, that sort of thing. But ultimately, the cave is completely empty. This prophecy really fucking sucks. I take a moment to myself, and I just say to myself, All right, Junie. Your life is great. This is what you were meant to do. You don't hate this. You love this. Oh, God. And I just yell out, like, all right, anyone. Like, if anyone's been hiding, anyone at all, are there some fallen things? Have things fallen and one got up? Um, (laughs) I'm looking for some things. Please, anyone? All you hear is an echo of your plea (laughs) bouncing off the halls of the cave. The scroll continues to show you nothing. Let's <laughs> cut back to the airship. So, Quinny, butthole is kind of walking merrily past you as you're, I assume, lurking in the hall. So, how'd it go? Ah, uh, good. Yeah? Yeah, it went real good. Do you need me to go back down there and mess him up
3: some more? So that oh, you oh no, like no, a no. He's gone. Guy? He's gone. I let him go. You killed him? No, no, I let him go. Like, I was like, go home, make friends. <laughs> There's no exit. Well, oh, no, there know, is. I mean, you just healed them enough, and then they're magicians. They're like, poof, and they're gone. You you healed him to the point that he was able to recover his magic, and he just disappeared. Is that what well, you're telling me? Well, I asked me? him, if I heal you enough, can you teleport? And he oh, said, yes. Well, so then good. he did. I'm glad you... Observed the proper decorum. What the fuck, butthole? (laughs) uh, Listen, I didn't get fooled. It was a tactical choice. Why? What is the tactic? Well, so far, we have you and me and about six pigeons I sent out, and that's our whole fucking army. (laughs) We have to fight people who burn Neverwinter to the ground, so I think we could use some help. And they fucking hate the Tingler, so he's help. You're a Tingler. Yeah, I don't care. It it doesn't matter that you don't care. He knows you're a Tingler, doesn't he? Yeah, of course. He said, hey, Tingler. He's going to want to kill us. Or, like, just sweep us aside because of his massive military force well, that he has. Well, first of all, no. They have a small group of mages, and the rest of them are just basically servants. And if we get them to and unionize, Queens. They we're made an army sad. of clones of me. We got rid of all of those. They all died in the prison escape. We do not know that. I have to assume. Listen. Oh my, my god, goodness. butthole. I've seen you get punched a lot, and you die. Easy. Like, no offense, but I've seen so many of you
2: die. Quinny, can you roll me an insight check, please? Ugh, not great. Four plus zero you think maybe gary said something useful about this but you don't remember what it was oh
3: god i wish (laughs) gary were here (laughs) sure he's gonna turn around and kill us honestly everyone we've met is gonna turn around and kill us but he's not gonna do it until my parents are killed which requires them to kill a whole fucking army here's my thing do you think you got every bit of information out of him that we could get even as new developments come to pass yeah but you're a fucking idiot Says the guy who stabbed him in the eye until he was almost dead? What yeah. did you get so out of him? So the good cop could heal him. You just got blood out of him. Yeah. We've played bad cop, good cop before, and mm-hmm. bad cop was never, I'll just put a knife in his eye and hamstring him until he's dead, and then I'll br- he'll bring him back. He wasn't That's- dead. Also, it doesn't matter how good or bad I did at interrogation, I will always be better than you because I didn't let him leave. But you didn't get any information. You, you just- did. Good cop, bad cop, butthole. <laughs> I don't even know if I'm talking to you or Manny right now. I'm scared of what you did in that room. Manny would probably be upset to be called Manny. Well, good. Fuck so him. Yes, good. Reassuring that you're talking to me. The Quinny I know is a good bad cop, and the Quinny in the room with me right now is a weird torturer, and you know who was the last person who started killing prisoners for no reason? Alan, and I am scurred. <laughs> Don't say it like that, you buffoon. I make humor to lighten the moment. <laughs> what did Von Strauss have to say about this? He thought it was cool. Oh my God, I'm surrounded by holy f- Fucking idiots. I'm gonna go back to Alan's room. If you need anything from me, I will be there with the books and the research trying to figure out how to get Alan back. After Quinny leaves, knowing that anything I say to him can be heard and seen by Manny, I sit down in whatever the closest room is, broom closet, it doesn't matter. I'll (laughs) I'll use thaumaturgy (laughs) to make this shit glow. I sit there with Moonlight Bringer in a, you know, storage closet. I take out Moreau's books, the old necromancer who created the Well of Souls, knowing that the Well of Souls had been able to trap souls. I figured there's got to be something in there that'll let me figure out how to sever connections between souls and other things. So i got to figure out how to stop this fucking Manny guy from turning
2: Quinny into a murder bot. So you spend the night reading. I think if we were cutting between the two of you in a montage, it would be both of you reading in different rooms. Mm-hmm. Butthole trying to save his pal Quinny, and Quinny trying to save his pal Alan. So in the morning, you get word that the airship is within striking distance of Fandolin. Now the catch is that driving an airship anywhere near Neverwinter is going to be bad news. The Cult of the Dragon is not necessarily on site in Neverwinter, but basically the Unseen Hand has been used using dragons as their aerial support. So you never know when a squad could just kind of show up and wreck shit. They've recommended that you basically remote infiltrate using the gliders that Amazing. Range has been uh, has been building for you. Can we get all the way to the town on the gliders or do we drop somewhere else and then so go to town? So the, the suggestion is to drop you out of the ship, glide in as close to the town as you can get. You probably can't land in the town, but they can get you close. You have a good degree of familiarity with those woods having ventured there before. Sure. Meanwhile, they will drop the battle wagon off further down the coast, and Anna and Yevgenovich will bring it up to meet you in Phandalin once Phandalin is secure. Phandalin we know is currently occupied by... The best way to think of it is Neverwinter is fully occupied by the Unseen Hand Force. It seems to be protected on the outside by a coalition of mercenary groups... And then all the sort of surrounding towns, they've set up almost regional governors, but kind of to Mm. ensure that exactly what you guys are planning on doing doesn't happen. Cool.
3: Knowing that we're on the airship, we're going to take the gliders down. I want to rig up our walking table, if possible, because we got that out of Moreau's joint. Yep. those, Those live walking tables. And I would like to raid as much of the weapons cache on the airship as possible. Not leaving them unarmed, but knowing that there were a lot of stained people who are no longer present Anything that's, like, simple, like swords, sure. crossbows, anything that's stupid. So they, like, they load you up with, a,
2: with a, a bunch of bows and a couple crossbows, some swords, daggers. Because they're thieves, they all tend to be smaller scale weapons. Can you roll me a perception check, please? Quinny, you can
1: roll me one as well, please. Ten.
2: Six. So the Thieves Guild weapons all seem to be in pretty good order. The Unseen Hand stuff seems kind of old. What's the end game here
3: with the, all this equipment here, about what do you want? If we're going to start all a resistance stuff. movement and we're going to try to actually hold the Unseen Hand off, we're going to have to arm the townsfolk, and most people on farms have, like, a scythe or a stick. You and if we can it? get ranged weapons and other stuff of actual quality, it means if we're doing ambushes in the woods or shit like that, we can really take out people who don't know okay. what's going on. Okay, do you want it loaded into the battle wagon and brought up, or... I think we got to keep it with us. I don't know what we're going to need. And if the battle wagon comes in three days and we have a fight tomorrow, we're really not going to be happy putting it in the wagon. Okay. I'm just saying training with this stuff goes a long way. Don't go expecting to put a sword in a
2: farmer's hand and have him cut down three guys. No, but I'd rather him have that than a stick or a rock. So having debated how to arm the resistance uh, with each other, you load that up. Uh, Was there anything else you wanted from the airship? I picked up a trinket or an item of some kind from the prison. I don't know if it's a useful tool or it's just going to be treasure. No. So when you look inside the bag, you pull out sort of a small medallion. It's gold, but you can kind of see there's a, a bunch of small, almost honeycomb type things cut out. And there's there seems to be a, a jewel underneath it. Okay. And it is a medallion of thought. So basically, uh, it has three charges, and it allows you to cast Detect Thoughts for each charge. Um, at the end of every day, it regains one D3 charge. Thank you. You're welcome. You load up the gear, the raiding party is going to be Butthole, Quinny, Goblin Jr., who's already very proficient in gliders, and Bucky, <laughs> as well as one of the tables that's going to be maybe strapped with Goblin Jr. That um, would make sense, yeah. So he's going to kind of try and guide it down. And as you kind of, you know, the, the sun's just come up over the horizon, it's gently foggy day. You can see the coastline strapping yourselves in. The the gliders are built of lightweight wood. They've got canvas strapped across them. They're very low tech, Mm. but they should be pretty easy to maneuver. If Goblin Jr. can do it, so can you. (laughs) (laughs) So with everything strapped up, you kind of look across the horizon. Do you say anything or do anything before you jump? Look, I know I lost my temper with you yesterday, and I
3: called you a fucking idiot, and I'm sorry. But in my compromised state, I really need to depend on you. And I need you to depend on the rest of this crew, like, Bryn and Bucky and stuff like that, not making those decisions to just let a prisoner go without talking to anyone about it. Just to be clear, you want me to consult with Bucky before we make major decisions? Bucky looks so excited. (laughs) Sure. I just, I just mean a whole like team thing. You're a mercenary, right? You you must've depended on your brothers in arms or whatever. I'm just like, this is new to me and you can't necessarily count on me. I know. As well as you used to. But that means I can't trust this advice. Fuck it and I just jump off whether I've got a glider or not (laughs) just embrace the sweetness of death at talking to butthole (laughs) farch.
2: Uh, so the, the glider catches the air uh, handily and to your gentle dismay, uh, you're, you're lifted on a, on a breeze. Um, and then Bucky looks to Butthole and says, so he
3: says, uh, just like the good old days, right, Mr. Butthole? Are you sure we should jump? Quinny wanted me to ask. Well, yeah, I mean, if the if I jump, if... we're still <laughs> Bucky like thinks about it for a second. Like, Should I jump? I don't have Mr. Butthole here to tell me what to do. Snarf,
2: snarf! And then Goblin Jr. jumps. Oh, and then Bucky jumps. All of us who are gliding, can you please roll me? <laughs> I'd say uh, strength or dex. Strength is just in terms of feeling some wind resistance, so kind of muscling mm-hmm. the thing down. Dexterity, obviously, just kind of uh, playing within the winds. Playing within the winds. I assume I would cast guidance on myself. That
3: would seem reasonable yeah, for these. That's, <laughs> definitely falls. <laughs> Strength for Bucky. He rolled a 20 total. Okay, great. And it's going to be Dex for Quinny. He also rolled a 20 total. Two different values... But they added up to twenty.
2: Bucky, kind of holding on hard, smiling as the the wind blows across his face, <laughs> yeah. and then Quinny just looping around yeah, in a much more graceful dipping graceful. and diving and yep. zipping back and forth. But whole score is a thirteen total of strength, so he's just going. <laughs> Goblin Jr. also passed, so you're able to all kind of keep an eye on the target, and you can kind of see you're going to be landing just north of Fandolin, kind of where you remember the Cragmaw caves were, where you first encountered your ambush. As you're gliding, all of a sudden you see a series of flashes. Can you roll me perception checks, please? Bucky's doing great. 20 for Bucky as a total.
3: 13 for butthole
2: consistency. And Just yes. uh, Your eyes I are mean, watering. I'm busy yelling yep. so much.
3: 13 for Quinny also.
2: 13. Uh, he's distracted by butthole. <laughs> yeah, great. Uh, so um, Bucky sees sees this, this light blink a couple times, and then a series of flashes, mm-hmm. and all of a sudden he can see something glinting in the sort of early morning light, but it seems there's a, a number of small objects flying towards the gliders. Bucky will yell... Incoming! Can you all roll me, please, either a strength save or a dexterity save?
3: Incoming! Everyone, please get out of the way! <laughs> Four for Bucky, 17 for Quinny. Butthole, just yelling, has actually psyched his adrenaline up so high that he gets 24 total on wow. his <laughs> strength
2: save. Okay. So, all of you turn as as Bucky yells his warning, and you see a number I mean, I'm
3: just picturing two perfect turns and Bucky just flips his over <laughs> like, <laughs>
2: yeah. Well, know. you see a, a number of these these metal <laughs> things really coming funny, uh, uh, sort of uh, coming your way. What's odd is they almost seem to have fire coming out from behind them, which is strange. And then once they reach within distance, they explode. So all of you managed to duck dodge and, and weave uncomfortably. You're now plummeting, but you're still in control. Bucky, however, fails. So his glider bursts into flame and he veers wildly off. And you can see him death spiraling off into the distance. He's f- flying much further north than you. You don't think you can get to him.
0: Well, off I go. <laughs> <laughs> this episode of Dum Dums and Dragons features the voices of Ryan Laplant at the Ryan Leplant on Twitter, Tyler Hewitt at Tyler underscore Hewitt on Twitter, Laura. Laura Hamstra at EL Hamstring on Twitter, and our DM Tom McGee at McGeeTD on Twitter. This episode's sound was edited and mixed by Laura Hamstra. And Dum Dums and Dragons' artwork is by Del Borovic, who can be found at DelBorovic.com. Our theme songs are And Now for That Massive Coronary and Skipping Through the Orchestra Pit Part 1 by Peter Gresser. And our ad music is No Control and Chiefs by Jazzar, Jazz J A H Z Z A R, all available at freemusicarchive.org. When it comes to Dum Dumbs and Dice, you can visit our website at DumDumDice.com. Our Twitter and Instagram are at DumDumDice.com and on Facebook at facebook.com slash dumdumdice. But most importantly, we've got merchandise at redbubble.com slash people slash dumdumdice, or you can join our Patreon at patreon.com slash dumdumdice. That's D-U-M-B, D-U-M-B, D-I-C-E. And tune in next week for more Dum Dums and Dragons. The Fable and Folly Network, where fiction producers flourish.
1: That's all I can do. That's all any of us can do. I was remote ops in the war. Neural implants let me control trucks, drones, whatever you got. Now I'm back and all these government issue prosthetics are falling apart.
0: What the hell are you doing in my barn?
2: I'm just looking for a little power and then I'll be on my way.
0: That'll be Arlen Frey. He must have seen you on the drone feeds. Who is he? The meanest son of a bitch with a badge.
1: Broken Road, a dystopian audio drama, coming Monday, July twenty fifth, twenty twenty two, on Apple Podcast, Spotify, and everywhere else you like to listen. Follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok at Broken Road Pod. Learn more at www.recursor.tv forward slash broken road.